this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your Bomb Wednesday service. I am Naima Cochran, your senior pastor. And with me, as always, is my Minister of Helps, right? Director Director of Helps. Helps. Correct. You keep trying to call me every week, and uh, I give too much back to this congregation working for free. I be trying to elevate Uh, you to actual ministerial staff. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Oh, that would be like... On the bill you you could be on the back of the church program, but at the bottom, like, like my name's on the front in fourteen point five, okay. and yours is like at nine point five. Like eight? I'm at eight. <laughs> okay. Am I? In italics? Yeah, you're in italics. Okay. You're in All italics. Right. You're in that. italics. You know what? I will I will take that because you know how revival go by Tuesday. Everybody tired anyway. So. But they keep their program, so at least they'll still have your name. And they make it out of really mm-hmm. good paper. So I used to for, <laughs> so when I was the president of my choir at my church and I was still at Sony, I used to make all our programs for every concert at the office and do all the, on the night, nice high gloss paper. Well, see, that's the difference between your um, foresight <laughs> and niggas not in the church spending so much money on the paper instead of putting an actual, in the building fund, so that we don't always have a building Amen. fund. But you know what the building yeah, fund the building is, fund. because if you black and you listen to this, your church has had a building, building fund. fund. We had a whole capital campaign for the building fund. Anyway. And then they bring out like the Yes, with the, the, the draw, the draw going up. We were getting an elevator. It took them like five years to put that down. I still don't think that, ele- that elevator might have just been ready to open before shut down. Um, anyway. But was it certified? Like, you asking me a lot of questions that I don't know the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I love my church. So shout out to Confident Avenue Baptist Church in Harlem. I love y'all. I have nothing bad to say about y'all. You feel my spirit <laughs> and my soul. That is my family. I miss y'all. Um, not that any of them are listening to this. Oh. But anyway, uh, you guys will be hearing this on Wednesday. But today, Tuesday, is National Voter Registration Day. We said last week... Yes, if you plan to vote by mail, plan ahead. If you plan to vote in person, plan ahead, actually, because shenanigans, White people be shenanigans and chicanery and all matter of bullshit it is going to go down. You guys should expect it and be fully prepared. So that means if you are in a state where you can vote in person early, please go do so. If you're not, double check your polling locations. Make sure they ain't close no shit on you while you aren't paying attention. Make a plan for when you're going to go. If you have some time to spare, find out how to apply to be a poll worker in your state. They're expecting a shortage this year. Um, Most poll workers are usually like retirement age, over 50 in that area, and they are white. white. So they're expecting a shortage. It's a a very long day. It's not a lot of money. They do pay you, I think it's like $300, something like that. Um, And it's like a training session. But but consider that. Um, 
if you're voting by mail, you should be on that. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. Don't do that shit, y'all. Go early. Look in my eyes. If you're watching on YouTube, go early. I have had this conversation with my 71-year-old mm-hmm. father. I am a new resident of the state of Illinois. I spent all yesterday on websites figuring out when I can go early. It starts October mm-hmm. 1st. And I can go in a 14-day range. And after that early, where I need to go for my precinct based on my registration. Y'all, listen. Uh, RIP to RBG. This uh, ain't no shit to fuck around Yo, when with, I God. tell you... This is so, not a time. But when did when did um Justice Ginsburg die? Friday, right? So yes, I, that was one of those days. There's been a couple of times in in the in the last ten years in the political arena where I've really just been like, I wish I was a kid again, and I didn't understand what the fuck this meant. I wish I was a little bit the, taller. The first was time the was when Obama lost those first midterms. I was like, I wish I didn't understand what the fuck this meant. Um. But that's what happened when got the new. Like I literally screamed no outside at me out loud in my living room. I was like no because because I f- like right Jay in the one yeah, like, video like uh, in the room um <laughs> like Stella yeah um I fully expect okay. Mitch to push this person through even though traditionally it would be like a forty to sixty day process minimum. No, it's 40, 68 yeah, hours. I fully expect Mitch McConnell to push this shit through. And that is going to leave us with the most conservative Supreme Court we've had since the Depression. Ever. Like, since yeah. the 70s. Like, I really need yes. y'all to understand. Like, Roe versus Wade is a wrap. Shit, the rest, they've already dismantled half of the Voting Rights Amendment, which is how they're going yep. crazy in the South with all the voting disenfranchisement. Anyway, that shit might... I mean, I, I really... It just pains me that it pains me that for so long we've been so comfortable that we forgot that there's a civic responsibility. Like as much as people say voting doesn't matter, it's like you might be thinking about the you might be thinking about the president, but people don't think about local elections. You're not thinking about SCOTUS. You're like that was my biggest fear with Trump was like how many seats he was going to get, you know. And people just weren't. How many people on the local level were going to be ignited by him to change your uh, sheriffs yep. and police situation and your local yeah. government and your uh, ADs on the state and local yep. level and your city and state chief justice, which people don't your talk school about. Board. I, on, I, I sat on statewide government editorial boards and met with statewide uh, chief justices of a mm-hmm. state. And I literally told one, who knew? I was like, I don't like. Meanwhile, you. McConnell's been just packing them motherfuckers in. Yeah. Boop, boop, blocked a yeah. whole slew of them during the Obama administration, and just been ushering in forty-year-olds. Just these are lifetime appointments, mm-hmm. people. Um, so it's not a game. We're way behind. For people who are like, we might be headed into a constitutional crisis. We might be headed into a fascist. We're already fascist there. regime. Regime. We might be headed into dangerous. Like we're. We're there. This is this is the red zone. The alarms are whirling and blaring. Their bells are ringing. The fucking sprinkler went off. Like this is there is there is no like big ass rumble that you're gonna hear that spreads across the globe to let you know when shit is real. It's real right now. So I encourage you, even if you don't give a fuck about Biden and Harris, you're voting. Like just we can't afford four more years of this dude. It might, it might honestly, this is not hyperbole. People told me I was being alarmist when I said that Trump was dangerous as shit. This is not hyperbole. If we lose this shit, I don't know when we're gonna get a normal election again, ever. Well, well, you know what? I have something to yes. add for that. And I don't know how controversial we want to get on this podcast, but I'm just gonna be honest here as your uh, director mm-hmm. of health ministry. Um, while we start talking about this and shared blessings and all the mm-hmm. work that Ruth Bader Ginsburg in her life. And less like I was a, his, a history mm-hmm. major and I understand the magnitude of that yep. woman. But as you just said, very poetically and very uh, easy to understand about how important this moment was. Let's not get this messed up, uh, black people. This is who I'm directing okay. this at. This is a woman who, for all the good that she did, 
in 2016 when Colin Kaepernick took a knee, she literally said, this shit is stupid. I remember that. Google it. That was the person that we were holding all hope to. The person that said that Colin Kaepernick's protest was stupid. I understand that. That person's gone. I understand that. It still is really significant that she's gone, though. Like, because I did see some people be like, I don't know why y'all are mourning her. I don't know. But she's like, she, you know, the episode, you know, the episode of, um, of, 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 uh, Game of Thrones with Hodor holding the door. Hodor. Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg was Hodor. She was really, she was fighting to hold that door until election day. Hodor was not perfect, but Hodor did his job. And that's what I wanted to say about she did her job. Do I agree with everything she did? Hell no. But listen, when we, hey, watch Game of Thrones. When Hodor left, Brand was in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, I saw one too. If we're talking about history majors, listen, if we want to get really real, we might have to go into this on another podcast, but I'll give you guys some assigned reading and I'm not trying to assume that anybody is like not intelligent or anything like that. But I myself who consider myself somebody who knows a little bit about some history, um, kind of like I said, when we were talking about Nick Cannon, there was so much about the time period leading up to the Holocaust. I didn't know until I went to Yadam in Israel. And when I went, it was two months before the 2016 election. And a lot of times when we talk about Holocaust, we start at the Holocaust and we talk about Hitler. We start at like 1940. I want y'all, when you have some time, to go back to the period of 1919 to 1933 and look into two things. One is the Weimar Constitution, which was the new constitution um, that Germany put um, that Germany put into place in 1919. The articles of which sound very similar to ours. Pretty liberal constitution, very democratic constitution. Right to free speech. Um, you know the, the right to avoid censorship. Like they a lot of the same <laughs> rights and privileges we take advantage of now. And then in 1933. It was called the Enabling Act. And what the Enabling Act was, was a law that Hitler passed after the president had died. The president who put him in a high position in government, he assumed control after the president died, passed a law that said that he no longer needed congressional approval to move how he wanted to move. And from then on, Hitler was in power. So what you're trying to say is that, is that will absolutely uh, do that fucking shit. No, there were things that led up Correct. to Hitler before Hitler actually happened that we didn't Correct. realize. <clears throat> and the same way there were things that led up to Donald Trump in this in this country that led up years before, kind of like when Trayvon Martin happened in 2012. Correct. Because if you really started connecting dots with George Zimmerman, it kind of tells you how we got yeah. here, people. So I'm just saying that to say. Americans like to say that everything is an exaggeration, except for the things that actually are an exaggeration. Like y'all motherfuckers will believe that people are trafficking kids out of a um, pizza spot, but you know, won't believe like some actual shit. So Donald Trump is a fascist. He's already wildly abused the constitution. The constitution is not a sentient object that can spring into action when something goes wrong. It's only as strong as the people who enforce it. They have not been enforcing it. Um, so just... No, no, just, no, 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 no. So, yes. so they have not been enforcing it. Republicans Correct. have not been, because we are recording this on the same day as that uh, Mitt Romney reminded y'all that Mitt been Yeah, Romney. Mitt was like, so, actually, I ain't blocking shit. Yeah. Let me remind y'all that I've been a fuck nigga forever. Let, Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm voting. I'm going with my party. I'm the same person that had the audacity to run against Barack Obama. There we go. Let, let so, me. yeah, in conclusion and in summary, uh, get your plan together, get your shit together. Uh, you know, in the words of us people who grew up in the 90s having a good time, there was a saying that we would like to say on the radio. And on VMA, uh, uh, VJs would say, tell a friend to tell a friend. 
to take somebody's black ass to the Correct. party with your black ass. Correct. That's that's a tell thing. A friend, tell we will friend. remind you of this every week until uh, election day. By the way, um, which means that Sean King, you're on hold, but. Sir, once after November is over, we'll be we'll back be right on that back. Because I'm, I'm, Sean going to show his ass at some point before Election Day, too. You know he's cooking up something because he's not getting enough attention. Because that's what white people he's do. He's not getting enough attention. Something's coming. Something's coming with that one. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into today's discussions, uh, let me remind you guys that Count the Dings does offer an a an array of programming, a wide array of programming. Yes, dear. You were going to say. Ding, ding, oh, ding. very good. I like that addition. That's nice. I like that. I like that. I like that. Ben will like that. Ben will like that. That's cool. Um, so there is on the bomb feed alone, because we have had editions of late, there's the original OG podcast on Tuesdays. There's us on Wednesdays. There is the woke bros on Thursdays and growing up the same. Uh, and now we also have on Mondays the Crazy Sexy Cool Podcast. More women on the bomb feed. So I creep. Yeah. I just creep it on the down low. Just nobody else us If they don't wear satin pajamas on that podcast. I think they do to PJ sometimes. I think they do actually. Not satin. Not the satin Johns, but. I want them to tell me what goes down on the 22nd of loneliness. <laughs> Anyway, so if you know the lyric, you laugh. The Crazy Sexy Cool podcast. I think they're in week three, week four. Um, Three very dope millennial women offering perspectives on everything. So we have voices, we have opinions, we have perspectives, we have points of view, whatever you need. We got it. We have black. With their own yeah, black people with their own show. Look at that. Look at that. Look at black people with thoughts. Um, and if that's not enough for you, we have our exclusive content on Patreon. Patreon.com count the dings. Okay, now we have one thing to talk about that's probably gonna take up the majority of this show, but we'll get there in a minute. Black people are rejoicing, speculating, joking uh, every some such because it has been announced that primetime himself, Deion Sanders. Oh, I'm ready for this. Wow, you your neck really cracked, though. You need to go see a chiropractor. Yeah, I, listen, I just want to decide the way you go. I'm I need, ready. I didn't do yoga this week because I'm try, off, but I'm ready. That sounded like a release. Mm-hmm. I need that. Um, anyway, primetime himself, Deion Sanders, is going to Jackson State university to coach football which is exciting for most of us because there has been a movement towards strengthening our black college football programs to make them compatible with uh these pwi you know big time programs where we feel like our people and power five conferences feel like our athletes are not appreciated however karen phillips karen j phillips has a dissenting opinion karen take it away it is not the dissenting opinion. It is the right oh, okay. opinion. Um, congregation, let me give you a little bit of time <laughs> and remind you all, let me be the uh, the guiding light in the Moses to the promised land because you niggas is lost cheering for this Dion shit. And I don't say this as a black man coming down another black man. I say this as an HBCU alum. Not as a lump, but as a sports writer has covered sports on the high school, HBCU level, the Power Five level, the G League level, the D League level, the small power conference level, the professional level, <laughs> and NFL, <laughs> NBA, and any league you can cover. You, it's not many people on this earth that have the accreditation, the resume that I have. So when I say this, this is not a nigga feelings. This is our nigga experiences, thoughts, and facts. So with this said, I will say to you clearly, Deion Sanders is about to destroy Jackson State (laughs) University football. Why? 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 And the reason I am saying this is because I have been off work off week. I have been out today, had lunch with some female Mm. friends and lovely dark-skinned black women having a drink. Mm. And I have time for y'all because I don't have a writing platform with a hood on. Because I can be sexy, cool, and comfortable at the same time. And it's great sweatpants. Amen. Shout out to the Lord. 
Also, here is why, people. Let me break this down on this platform that my pastor has so graciously given me because I love my pastor. And I defend her on Twitter from South Africa. So we're going to get to that. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Well, take your time. Jackson State University is arguably the greatest soul HBCU football program and HBCU program. Google this, people, while you're listening to this or watching. Jackson State University has at least four Hall of Famers in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Maybe five. I may be wrong, but I know they have at least four. This is a historical program. Their last Hall of Famer was Walter Payton, Mm. who was arguably between Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, and Emmitt Smith, one of the four greatest running backs of Mm. all time. This is not a program to laugh and giggle at. This is a program that has overcome certain things. So you are going to bring in Deion Sanders. Let me give you the things of what really happened. Deion Sanders has never coached a college program in his life. He does not have a win. He does not have a loss. He does hasn't even signed a single recruit. Has Deion coached and all? He has been a coach at a high school that didn't work out that I'm getting okay. into and have been an offensive coordinator at a program that had issues, which I will get into. This man has not won a single college game on any level. And you brought him into one of the most cherished programs in not only HBCU culture and college football culture, because if you look at these white schools, many of them don't have four pro football Hall of Famers in their history with a luxury SUV, a band, a spectacle, and a custom suit for a nigga who has not won shit in a pandemic. Why? Jackson State football is about Jackson State football, not about Deion Sanders. Strike one. Now let's get to the receipts because I work at Walmart and I got them. (laughs) Deion Sanders a couple of months ago, if you would like to Google this, if you don't want to believe me, got on Twitter and told teenagers and college athletes during the pandemic that the gang will move on without you. And he directed that as college athletes, unpaid teenagers that are playing a sport that is making money off them that they can't make off of in a global pandemic. Now, if we go back to a couple of years ago, oh, you looked this up in the dark morning oh. too. The, spe- the spectacular collapse of Deion Sanders Prime Academy. Ooh. This was written in 2016 on February 2nd by Jeff Mosier. It is a breakdown of Prime Prep Academy the school that Dion reigns. And then if you read the story, you hear about all the terrible things that happened at that school because Dion didn't have his shit together and the qualifications for student athletes that went to that school and why that shit got fucked up because Dion was in charge. And when Dion got pressed on it, I will pull out the quote because I'm a journalist. This is what happened. <laughs> One of the workers who worked there, um, who was a school leader, said... That was the ultimate demise of the financial situation. I will always have a great deal of regret that we couldn't take a great idea and great opportunity and do more with it. The story goes on to say, and when Sanders was asked about the school from which he was fired, rehired, from fired, his own, from his Deion Sanders Academy? Let me repeat that. Prime Pet Academy. He was fired, rehired, fired, and rehired. A school which was supposed to, quote unquote, create CEOs to see where other public schools fail and do good in the hood. This is what Deion Sanders told the Dallas Morning News, and he has not spoke publicly about this since. Deion said, that's the dumbest thing I've heard all year, end quote. Now, we can get to another story in the Dallas Morning News. On uh, written by Greg Riddle in Metro Gladstone on December 18, 2019. The school that Dion just came from when he's the offense coordinator, TC Cedar Hill. The headline is TC Cedar Hill terminated from TAPS. This is the conference that they played in after a handful of alleged violations, including use of controlled substance after state championships. 
if you read the story, it's about how much of a shit show this school and this foot program But was. this is where Just Dion like, was offensive coordinator. So are we putting that at his feet? Well, he worked there, and the violations are very similar to, guess what? Prime prep. <laughs> wow. Now we're here. Okay, so we can just keep going through that. Also, let's bring up the fact that Deion Sanders, a couple weeks ago, signed with the Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports is a very racist, racist sports I website. don't even look at Barstool Sports. And I know it's as racist. of now, because Deion Sanders hasn't answered this publicly unless it's getting his press conference today, which I don't think anybody pressed him, which I was asking for on Twitter. If you check my tweets, he still may be on payroll. So, sir... You are on the payroll of a racist white website while being the head coach of one of the most historic HBCU football programs in the country. Really? Hmm. Okay. You have not coached at this level. You have not recruited at this level. What the fuck is going the fuck on? Well, there you have it, folks. So when, so if, if I'm gonna say if, because we gonna we gonna pray Wait. not, we gonna pray not, we gonna pray not, we gonna pray not, we gonna pray not. If this goes to shit, you will say, Karen told us that was gonna happen. Um, thoughts and prayers to Jack to the Jackson State football program and the alumnus. Uh, moving on. Okay. I feel like that makes me feel really bad. I was excited about that. All of these things are Googleable, people. This is not me hating. This is me giving you factual news. I do news. agree, not though, fake. that just on GP, Deion Sanders never needs to be in charge of anything that's not re- directly about Deion Sanders. I just don't think he has the capability. And what was the press conference? His first public thing? It was all about Deion Sanders. I mean, Sanders. the man is prime time. I don't like what it's who he is. It's what he does. Make make the program prime time. You he's, are already He's Jerry prime. Beeman, like in real life. Jimmy Beeman. What was that boy's name in any given Sunday? Willie, Willie Beeman. Beeman. Him. Got the latest creaming. Beeman. You'll be dreaming. Exactly. Hey, that was kind of him. Okay, anyway. So, Kanye West. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I had to take a breath because it's just a lot. So Kanye Omari West went on a rant last week, as he does. Born in in Atlanta, Georgia. Went on a rant last week, as he does, because, 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 because. We actually don't know what prompted it, but it was about his contracts. My Mm -hmm. guess is he's working on an album that he's trying to get finished. He asked Def Jam for some money for something and they was basically like, nigga, no. And when he asked them why, they told him. This is my guess. This is purely speculation, but I'm pretty sure this is some no, no, version. No, no. Your speculation is what you always do, and you be too nice to people to deserve um, it. What the speculation was is that niggas don't I'm read. getting to that. I'm getting to that. But I'm trying to say how, how this came about. My, my speculation is that this all started because, and this is based on what I know of Kanye, based on what I know of artists. Kanye's working on an album. Probably asked Def Jam for some money. Def Jam was like, no, I ain't got it. Or or Kanye was something like, oh, or Kanye it. was something like, you know, I want to do a spaceship. And Def Jam was like, you got spaceship money. Some shit like that, right? Kanye stomped, what you mean? I ain't got it, blah, blah, blah. Somebody said something about his PL. He called his lawyer. His lawyer was yeah, actually. And his lawyer did a whole document dump. Because Kanye posted page by page every single page of every single contract, amendment, uh, profit share agreement, um, summary, uh, inducement, like everything that he has. From the beginning of his career. And he gave away his whole lawyer's strategy on Docs to bad people. It's just bad. All of it's bad. Anyway. Fam, this, this Kanye walked into the Pulsing Team locker room and said, here go our playbook. So, but the thing is that, I've said this before about Ye, because this is what happens. Ye will go on these rants about gatekeepers and things that aren't fair and people not giving credit where credit is due. And the thing is that there'll be some truth in them. They just won't be true about him. Right. So he did it about fashion 
because LVMH wouldn't take a meeting with him. The reason LVMH wouldn't take a meeting with him is because it, they didn't like they him. They didn't like him. Kanye is impossible to take a meeting with. Um, you know, you can be a you can be a Jobs or you can be a Wozniak. If you ha- if you are a Jobs, you have to have a Wozniak, and he doesn't have a Wozniak. He hasn't since Don C. Um, that's the problem. Number one. Shout out to Don C. Shout out to Don C. Secondly, he did it about um he's done it about the Grammys. Kanye is one of the most awarded artists. And yeah, I started, I was like, you peeing on but a he, Grammy, you he, have 20 Because he has 20 more. more. Exactly. Kanye has three fewer Grammys than Stevie Wonder. And Stevie Wonder was getting Grammys for 30 years longer. Right? So it's like... Shot. Shout out to Stevie Wonder from Saginaw, Michigan. Saginaw, nasty what? baby. He ain't from okay. the deep. You and, know what it is. Moving on. So, um, yeah. anyway... I was not going to get into this because I tend to not try to get into Kanye things because when I do, every time I do, it leads to exactly what's happening right now, which is when people are pulling me to talk about Kanye for like weeks following. But whatever. (laughs) And he is actually like my least favorite subject to talk about because he drives me mad. But uh, Big Pooh from um, Little Brother. Shout out to Shout little, little brother. What's up, fun? Shout out to mis- Fonte. Um, the mystery show. <laughs> so they were saying basically, because it also does pain me. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me to see a lot of people who don't know shit about the music industry talk about contractual complexities and act like they know what the fuck is going on, right? And Big Pooh wrote about how basically writing about, con- talking about contracts is too nuanced for Twitter. So yeah. I... Quote retweeted, and I was like, yeah, even people who have been in the industry for years don't necessarily understand all the ins and outs of record company contracts. So so I had two different threads. So three different things happened. I had one thread that was breaking down master ownership and the label side of it, which basically in very, very simple terms is kind of like the mortgage lender Versus, versus the mortgage. The label gives you all the money. The master is an asset, etc. So moving past that. Then um, I actually looked at Kanye's contracts and realized he was shit. And so I kind of started looking at his contracts a little bit and breaking a couple of things down. Then there was this guy who went viral. This Ooh. is actually what made me start looking at Kanye's contracts. There was this guy who oh, went viral. A so-called music executive... At the time, I didn't realize he was from South Africa. He's from South Africa. He posted the first two pages of Kanye's original 2005 deal with Rock Nation. I mean, with um, Rockefeller. So a couple of things about this. This deal was executed. The the pages he posted were executed in April 2005. So this is important. Mm -hmm. Because Def Jam was sold in fourth quarter 2000. I mean, uh, the remaining interest of Rockefeller was sold to Def Jam in the fourth quarter of 2004. So just keep that in mind. Remaining interest of Rockefeller sold to Def Jam fourth quarter of 2004. This Kanye agreement is done April 2005. It was the first two pages. All that was on the first two pages were um, his delivery his delivery schedule and the fact that he was contracted for, I think, two albums with four options, which led to, which led to six albums. Um... And there was some reference to masters and this mad and exclusivity. Oh, and, and and that he was an exclusive recording artist of Rockefeller. Like this, these are things that were in these pages that were posted. But well, well, wait, before, because there are people who listen to this not on Twitter and they didn't get to witness the beauty of what you did. I just wanted to give them a like National Geographic uh, idea of what happened. If you've ever seen a pack of hyenas <laughs> and then a rabbit runs by <laughs> and what happens to that rabbit, that's what happened to this ass yet. So this about. guy had already gone wildly viral and it was it was ma- it was making me itch because his tweet said with these two pages, like and later on in the contract there was a clause that said that Rockefeller owned Kanye owned all the licensing rights to Kanye Kanye's masters, but it was also standard first artist language, first artist contract language, especially for 2005, right? There was nothing untoward. There was nothing special. There was nothing different. And somebody, so his tweet said that the contract summary was proof that Jay-Z sold 
Kanye's masters to Def Jam in order to get his masters back. So this is where I want to run back. The remaining stake of Rockefeller was sold in fourth quarter 2004. Meaning by the time this contract was executed, Rockefeller was an imprint. Jay was president of Def Jam. At this point, Kanye only had college dropout. He was like at the end of the college dropout cycle, right? Even if... We're still on the producer even deal? I, this was him, I think, switching over from a, possibly a producer deal to an actual artist deal. So even... Well, this before he had to pick between Dane and Jay. After. Remember all after, that? Because this was done. Okay. It was Jay and Biggs that sold their interest, all that stuff. So also, even if... Um, even if, you know, there was a hypothetical six album deal, again, Kanye has only done up to done college dropout at this point. Jay was the black album at this point. That's eight studio albums. There is no way. What, what was the name of the movie that came out for that? Uh, ah, remember? Because Jay got mad that he didn't get to be on the, the blackout. Uh, there, was a, there was a movie for the blackout? Yeah, they did that documentary. Because remember the Blackout album was supposed to have been Jay last yes. album? And they did that documentary. Was it Blackout? And, Jay or said, and Kanye said in graduation, they didn't let me on stage, asked Colleen had to buy two tickets. Um, and Jay was mad he didn't get to perform. Right. And they made the documentary. I, movie. Well, I the think it was called Blackout. Probably was. I, I think it was called Blackout. Um, I could be wrong, but that's what I think. So I say all this to say that not only did the the pieces of paper do post it blatantly not say anything that proved that Jay sold Kanye's masters because people don't know what music contract language looks like, what standard, what's not, what it's supposed to say. They saw something about six albums. They saw exclusivity to Def Jam. They saw the word masters and they were like, Ooh, and it was going viral to the point that like academics was picking it up like block, not, Actual high quality blogs, but like random ass blogs were picking it up. But still, so I responded to this gentleman in my mama basement dot wordpress right. com. <laughs> so I responded to this random gentleman, and and like somebody I knew who works in the industry, but on a different side of the industry, even sent it to a group chat. Like, wow, I wonder if Kanye knew what he was signing. I was like, y'all, this this ain't this is a regular ass agreement. It doesn't say that. So, and I had read his whole contract. So. I respond to this gentleman like seven-ish on Friday night, which is like a little after midnight, South Africa. The other day, six hours ahead of us, five hours ahead of us. I, I, I've never been to the. I think they're six hours ahead of us. Uh, Atlanta is as much <laughs> So I respond to him around seven o'clock, right? And I simply say, "That's not what this says. This just says that Kanye." is an exclusive um, recording artist with Def Jam and that Def Jam owns, I mean, with Rockefeller and that Rockefeller owns the masters. This is standard contractual language. This young man, who I do Can't not know, responded to me and said, quote, See this? This is what he for your neck. responded to me and said, quote, are you the one with 16 years of industry between the two of us or am I? And then... Dear listeners, dear family, my loved ones, I laughed out loud in my house. Because this this is what's the rabbit running against the hyena saying, you niggas ain't hungry. Because he really thought he did something with that statement, right? Like, he thought that was a mic drop. Oh, he was He thought he cleared me. Like, he thought he shut me down. He screenshotted and showed it to me. So I responded with, actually... (laughs) I'm the person with 22 years of music business experience by myself. Thanks. So, apparently, around about that time, he must have gone to sleep. But his mentions then opened for a party. And there were all kinds of giftages and... That's what happens after the benediction. It was a let out. His his mentions were the let out. You go downstairs and sit... Just the barber and selling peach cobbler. Yes, to the his mentions were a fellowship. So, um, the fellowship all be popping. It's always peach cobbler and their red yes, juice. Their that red, red punch and some sheet cake. Um, we were fel- they were selling fish plates. It was all of that. The men, the mentions, the mentions were popping. It was, it was, a, it was a Friday night too. Man, might have had some back in the day. My church used to do chili dogs sometimes too. Might have had them too. So, 
It was spaghetti in there with the fish. Right. <laughs> so he wakes up around midnight-ish our time. And says to someone, yo, because people was like, yo, get up, get up. You got to get up. You got to respond. And people are like, how can he respond? He can't respond. So he gets up and he tells people, I'm lying. That I've been a journalist for 22 years, which is not the same as being in the record business. He, he responds to about three, four people that way. Now, also, mind you, in this time, people have been telling me, like, sis, he tried, look at you for the, like, sis, he tries it. This is what he does. You know, he be capping. Somebody had told me that he had recently, like, been. I in read a- that shit and I went into super hot fire. <laughs> and I was like, oh! <laughs> no, he didn't. I was like, so. I was like, I'm not even going to text Yo. her. I'm just going to let this nigga First, cook. he responds to like, and, and y'all need to know, if y'all don't follow me on Twitter, like, listen, I really don't be into all the, I'm a very mild-mannered person on in these tweets. I am. I am. I'm patient. You are, and I'm and always Karen's always like, block these aggressive. niggas. But we have this same thing in right. common. Why I am more aggressive, this is always our rule. We do not start shit. But we but will we finish will some finish shit. It. But we will finish so, it. I do never start shit with niggas on Twitter. But if you come in my... I, I tell people, I treat my mentions like yeah. my front yard. You come in my front yard talking this shit, I will get you all right. the way beef up of so, out of here. So, he first responds to me and says that, you know, you've been... Responds to me directly after responding like three other people, you are, you know, you've been a journalist for 22 years. It's not the same. You're not actually in the music business. You're lying. That word lying, lying, lying. Say multiple times. So he said first he responds lying. to me. You got first, He said you ain't yeah, no shit, First he dog. responds to me directly and says it. And I simply respond and say, I've only been a music journalist for two years. Google is free because I am very Googleable. I'm very Googleable. He keeps going for five minutes. Then he quote retweets me. Then he quote retweets me and does it again. You're a liar. Puts liar in caps. You're a liar. But so at this point, this is I'm still, I'm still laughing. I'm, I'm still laughing you. though, because here's the thing. The reason I'm still laughing, because people are like, yo, you should be breaking on him. And I'm like, no, because there's only one way this can possibly end. Because by now people are sending him screen caps on my website. They're sending my LinkedIn link. Like, Everybody in his mentions is like, bro, you need to chill. How you not? Even people in South Africa are like, you really need to chill. So. The only outcome is But but I'm also like, (laughs) yo, at some point, you should really just go to Google. I knew there was only one way it could end. That's why I was just laughing. Because I'm like, he's, this is really going to be bad for him. So as he kept tweeting and he kept digging himself a hole, I happened to know someone who knows him. And because they had already hit me during those hours where he was quiet. Like, yo. I know this cat. Do you want me to put you on phone with him? I was like, well, I don't want him to fuck that kid. And so once he was back up, I hit this person. I was like, listen, your boy is about to really fucking embarrass himself. You should maybe tell him to stop because he doesn't seem knows what to stop. So that. This is where that scene in Gladiator when Comodos comes out and like, he's like, are you not entertained? And this is not why you was here. But then they fast forward to when he got to see him face to face. And he was about to die in the Roman <laughs> stadium. This is when this is so about to go ahead. Go he, ahead. after that quote, Art's retweet, where he put liar in caps. And, and I think called me a liar twice in that one. That nigga lied on your name, and girl. Like so I responded lie. and I was like, and I think I said something like, wow, this is a really interesting choice that you're making. And like as a quote retweet at that. Because mind you, I didn't defend much. I didn't say what I did, what I didn't do. I just, I told him, he go look shit up, but whatever. So then like less than, like maybe three minutes later, I get, I think we must have gotten our wires crossed. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that I, I, I I'm I sorry that I called you a liar. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't really know how to respond. I got defensive, blah, 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 blah. So then, of course, the whole timeline is like, ah, oh, and see, so this is what y'all need to understand. What y'all need to understand about all of this is that there was a back and forth between me and him, but honestly, the timeline was putting a battery in my back because it was so entertaining. Because at this point, I got 
you know, my Twitter people like camped around. South African Twitter has now been like, come see, because they're waking up. I didn't know existed. And I'm Yo, not saying I, that from a black person. I'm saying because that like, they're, they're active while we're asleep. American thing, and I never thought that Twitter was a worldwide <laughs> thing. I see the trending topics from other people. But you never thought. I never clicked Yo, on them. I knew it was because I see glimpses into it sometimes, but not like I had no idea, fam. So like at this point, it's like one o'clock in the morning, one thirty in the morning, our time. It's early morning, their time. And as people, so he apologizes to me on the timeline and he actually seems like he's going to take the L. Like he's like, yo, you know, I know I, there's a lot I can learn from you, but blah, blah, this and that. Like I, you know, I shouldn't have got defensive. I wouldn't have had to walk this back now. And then he ap- apologized to me in the DMs too. But on the timeline and in DMs, I said, I'm not going to accept your apology because you jumped all the way out the window, but you need to take it as, as game and as a learning experience. Cause you don't, cause you it's impossible to know who you're talking to. You're on a whole nother continent. Like the industry is way too big. And you don't read. And your ass don't read. Like he did a quick scan of my bio, but also there's a link that will take you straight to my website in my bio. Or you could just go on to Google. I told him Google was free. He could have just gone to Google. So anyway, all that happens, I'm willing to let it ride. Right. I'm like, whatever. It was funny. He put his foot in his mouth. He learned a lesson. But what's happening is that South African Twitter is waking up. So now what I, at this point, I'm starting to learn about this cat is that he apparently is really thirsty for attention. He's managed one really su- successful South African artist, but has taken that and apparently has a reputation for like inflating his name and what he's done and acting like he's like this big shot and label owner and producer. You ain't, and, you ain't Akon. Yeah, he basically <laughs> acts like he's Akon, right? Like he's that guy. So as South Africa Twitter is waking up, and also multiple people says he's a, say he's a narcissist, including a friend of mine who works for Sony South Africa, because I also I did have people to call and be like, yo, what's up with Cat? Which he didn't expect to be the case. Um, multiple people say he's a narcissist. He said he's a narcissist. So clearly he's not all the way healthy. He said something like, I used to think being a narcissist was a bad thing, but then I realized it was just something that helps me with my drive. And I was like, okay. So I didn't well, know all this at that time. But as South African Twitter starts waking up and clowning the shit out of him, like they are clowning him so badly, he can't help himself. Even though I've squashed it, even though it's whatever, I'm letting him live. I'm about to go to bed, right? It's like two in the morning. Night, 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 night. Tiziko gets the best of him and he starts saying shit like, well, I still have more experience than she does on a higher level because, you know, I own and run a label. And, you know, she doesn't have experience as an owner, but I'm trying to help women, you know, in their careers now. So then I was like, oh, okay, so we got to play. This is that scene in SpongeBob when they'd be like, this is where you fucked up. So so what happens basically to make a long story a little less long is that I really didn't even come at him crazy. Like, I asked him some really basic questions that he should be able to answer if he really was. Tell me what your interests are. Who you be with. Who you be with. I was like, how many acts do you have? How many releases do you have this year? What kind of annual budget do you manage? Um, If I call your Sony South Africa, are they going to know who you are? Like, very basic questions. But the responses to them, like, I literally had people like, sis, you're saving the country right now. Um, like everybody's like, oh, somebody's finally started. Cause apparently he just talks shit on Twitter all the time. Like a really popular artist in South Africa, rapper in South Africa, like jumped in. It was amazing how like all of a sudden the entire country is like involved, but also the entire country is like, we don't know him. He's not from here. We don't rep- like, he doesn't represent us. Sis, please. Like he's embarrassing us. I was trending in South Africa. You want to know what the funniest thing about what? all of this is? Is that I missed the majority of it and I caught up on it. And I happened to check my phone and you tweeted somebody or some guy retweeted my timeline that was like, SA Twitter is holding me down. <laughs> it was something right. to that. And I was jumped to search and I was like, fuck is not even tweeting. Uh, I mean, trending right. for it. And then I went back and I saw that and I was literally like, Listen, in my moment of stupidness, I'm owning this, people. I was like, SA Twitter. <laughs> I was like, what niggas in San Antonio upset about? 
No. And then I just kept going. I was like, oh, South, South Africa. Africa. I was like, this has got a whole ass country in a different continent. What the fuck Current. is going on here? I was up all night. And and not even just because of him, because I stopped responding to him at a point because it was so fun. They are so funny. I saw somebody about trying to make you joke. They done gave me three. I I, they done like, gave me three different Zulu on? names. Uh, they done promised me a cow if I come. Um, I'm apparently betrothed to somebody. Uh, like it. I mean, it was just. It's the Jaiman Hansu nigga over there waiting for was your ass. <laughs> the most like it was the funniest thing. And but but all in all, and, oh, and now to add like to make it even more beautiful, the next day, which is now Saturday, um, no, this was Thursday go this was Thursday going into Friday. This was Thursday going into Friday. So now on Friday, um Kanye responded to the academics post about this tweet and then cleared it up and was basically like it's wrong but your man like I said your man is touched was like Kanye responded to me Kanye knows who I am today I showed y'all who's boss so again definitely a narcissist and at that point I had long since stopped I had muted him. I told my friends to stop engaging him. I was like, he's looking for any engagement. Because at a point, he was just kind of using me to get some clout. And because um, he was going to leave all the tweets up because, like, he got served. But he got served by somebody. Whatever. So all I know is that now at this point, I don't know why. I don't know if it was because Twitter has a policy about tweeting false news. I don't know if it was because he got reported. I don't know if it was because he got a and d Because, frankly, by the time... By the time with that tweet going that viral with actual legal docs attached to it to the point where Kanye had to be responsive, that actually could possibly count as lie. Um, and so I don't know what happened, but I know that his Twitter account's been shut down since Saturday. So here is what I learned from all of this from the congregation. Not to flex. Like, don't you never know who you're no, talking that's to. Not, that's that's not okay. what I've learned. We had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. And I told the church without letting you know how in our personal conversation <laughs> I learned who you were. But Twitter taught me who you were in your whole self. <laughs> Listen, when another country <laughs> on another continent takes up for you, and this nigga ain't never been there. It's crazy. This is different from a different hood. No, it's true. Me. It's crazy. <laughs> Niggas on the other end of the transatlantic slave <laughs> trade <laughs> took up <laughs> for Pastor Cochran. I was really touched. Off, off GP, not off. She had been over there doing revivals. <laughs> not she had been over there saving souls. She went over there like Miles Monroe or Jesse Duplantis. This I'm going to do for the really people who listen to this. I am saying just off Sunday sermon playlist tweeting about music shit and a goddamn website on this thing called Twitter. An entire country which has gone through apartheid <laughs> and Nelson oh Mandela stood up at Unison was like we not gonna let this shit fly. We got her back. They don't know her, But yo. you know what? That even, but I, but see, here's the thing. As much as I, I Karen, do not understand as, if this is more about the wrong. It's about of the him wrongness of him. Or, That's the thing, or the holiness that is on your. Body. I think it's twofold. I, I think the first thing is they really don't like nigga. Like they really don't like him. They really do not like him. So that's one. I agree. With but, that. The but the second the point time, was the second point was, and and this is what I was hoping he would take away from this. As enjoyable as it was to watch everybody clown him with with minimal effort for me because I didn't even really have to do it. They was they yeah. were doing all of it. Because because they were waiting for this opportunity, right? Which also so lesson number one is apparently that everybody has their day on the summer jam screen is global. That's global, apparently that's one. Two, you never know who you're talking to on this app. Like just a little Googling, just a little verification. Oh, this is this is every we'll every go. day in my mission. Somebody tried to call me out about this Dion uh-huh. stuff the other day, and it was like, how can you as a black man call another black man? I said, sir, 
I went to a black HBCU and I have an honors degree in African-American right. studies. I don't know how you can get blacker in the school I went to and did this. It's in the blackest city right. in American history. Right. Atlanta. I was like, do you want to keep right. going? Because we keep going. Listen, just know who you're talking to. But the most important thing is, and this is the life lesson that I impart to all of you. This is, this is, this is the scriptural lesson. If y'all have to tell and convince people who you are, like there are people who have followed me on Twitter for years and they were like, I actually didn't know you did all that shit, which is what you say, Karin. What's the name did it? Kevin, uh, uh, the comedian. Kevin, Kevin was like, I actually didn't know. Kevin I actually didn't know you did all that shit. And you know what? That's fine because I do talk about it when it's relevant. I don't have to talk about it all the time because it is very verifiable. It is very, very, very verifiable, right? Which is why I wasn't tripping with Dude, A, because I'm not his peer. That's the thing I had to remind myself is that I wasn't going to get so petty with him because I'm not his. That's a nice way or he's of not my peer. You ain't he's you, not, not, he's not, I'm not his peer. He's not my peer. Uh, Naima knows Jodeci in person. I actually person. don't know Jodeci in person, but I appreciate that. I would like. That would be interesting. Just okay, ride whatever. With it, ride, right, with it, ride with it. Ride with it. Um, I'm not yeah. as pure, but two, like, like I said, my shit is very verifiable. So I didn't really had to do a lot. I had to prove a lot. Chrissy woke up. Chrissy Teigen woke up. Said she couldn't sleep. She jumped in the joint just to be like a, I'm proof type shit. Like, just, just, and I saw what that was. I was like, Chrissy, that's, I fuck with you for that, Chrissy. Thank you. Um, so again, when you. Like hype is cool, notoriety is cool. Time Chrissy did some. Chrissy ain't been doing too good the last couple months. That's that's good. Good good job. Uh, Chrissy. <laughs> hype is cool, notoriety is cool. That shit is not sustainable. If you actually, and that was my thing to him, and I think his account had been suspended by the time I said this already. But it's like if you spent, if he spent more time focusing on being who he wants people to think he is, rather than just convincing people he is who they think who he wants them to think he is he'd be good money but because he's so busy flossing instead of actually doing the work like yeah so that actually is the lesson the lesson is you ain't gotta tell people who you are all the time you gotta announce who you are all the time and that sounds like a humble brag and i'm trying to say it in a way that it doesn't sound like a humble brag because no, they're so also they're because because i mean current like all things considered there are there are executives out there who are way more forward-facing who've done way more things that people know than me but, but, but they not the pastor <laughs> and music i'm just saying by, by lesson and all of that is like just do just be who the fuck you are and folks will hold you down and the other thing is that i'm not a mean girl on twitter and that's why people don't mind standing up for me when shit goes no you you, you always take the high road like michelle obama um because you know this experience taught me one thing and it was just like this is why you're a pastor because you you know i bless a highly favorite <laughs> uh, these tweets there was a song playing in my head that described you and it was melodies from heaven <laughs> rain down on and I was like how la, else la, 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 melodies from heaven being draped over your shoulders there's an entire country and a continent you've never been in take up for that you. was amazing because I thought y'all was talking about San Antonio Texas <laughs> South Africa oh man Seven time zones away, never came into my right. mind to just be taken up for this woman. I know who likes to keep her shoulder blades up. I do. It's very comfortable. I gotta say. And I'm just like, who did? did I'm like, did she study abroad? Did not. Did she? Did she, did, did she have work in international music? <laughs> Am I missing something? Uh, you know moments like that just make me very happy that like I conduct myself in a manner well, that's, that's not what it is niggas just like you and that's what we call in the church as being anointed okay that's what I'll, that is. I'll take that um so all it is to say for those of my for those of my brand new South African cousins and or since I'm betrothed um my husband my <laughs> husband tweeted on Sunday that I cook. He was like, "Thank you for breakfast for my wife Naima," and I was like, "Oh, I cook breakfast in South Africa. I'm in New York. Cool." Oh. Um, but uh, I, I, they, they were all. You got You got You got They were listen. They, they were all sure to tell me that the borders open in October, and listen at this rate, 
I might have to carry my ass over there the way shit is going on around, around these parts. So that's been a blessing. But anyway. It's a strong back nigga over there. I way. just, um, <laughs> yeah, y'all just, y'all be careful out here in these Twitter streets because Twitter don't, Twitter don't forget shit. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, lastly, because I know we're running long, um, shout out to Lovecraft Country. Wow. Oh my God. What did you, so is, what did you think of this week? They did a whole episode without all the people I care about in this show and I didn't right. even care. Because I was like, teach me about this Asian woman. <laughs> it was fascinating. She got worms coming out they her were, nose. They, no, they were tails. Up? They're foxtails. Yeah, tails, tails. Because this is an actual thing in Asian... Uh, mythology? Yeah. Mythology. Is that, that the right word for your name? Yeah, I think that's going be mythology. Folk tales, mythology, lore. Okay, yeah. Um, what I also learned from this is that players... Players, look at my eyes. If you can rent out a tent, Bruh. and show her old movies. When he showed up with that rose, I was like, <laughs> "You will win that was every great. time." Those little touches, those little touches, little touches. She said she couldn't see a movie. He found a way for her to see a movie. Little touches. You do not have to do like over the top shit. It's little touches. Um. I really do enjoy, I know this part is hard for some people, and I think I said this the other week, but I actually really do enjoy that we get these, like, these almost self-contained stories every week that still provide a through line. So I'm sure, like, we're going to have to come back to this because it was... Hip a lot on Sunday. I know, and I think, I didn't mention on this, I was talking to somebody else, but yeah, we don't know where she's been for the past however long since she, since since they left Boston. Um, But... I, and we're going to have to come back to this at some point because it's like a, a tick backstory. So we know we're going to have to come back to old girl because he called her last week yeah. because something yeah. that he transcribed in the Adam language. No, it was it was the scene. At the right. End. But it's because he transcribed something in the Adam language and he called her and said, how do you know? How did you know? Because, yeah, because she told him when he left and went out, she you was like, don't die. go back. Yeah. You're going to die. Right. And if you remember the scene from the Adam language, the it three letters die. for his name that he said in the ring told him that he was going Correct. to die. So, um, And that's who he first saw his fantasy in episode one with. that he was yep. fighting. Yep. So yeah. I'm definitely like, I'm, I'm in on this. I'm all the way in on this. I, I fuck with this. I, I love the show. I was the only thing I was bad about is that I didn't get to see Journey Smollett. I'm so sorry. She'll be back. That's the highlight of my week. Any, I need more Journey. She'll be back. Just, Jesus, that is a. That She'll is. be back. Um, <laughs> I, I love black women so much. We do appreciate you for that. Um, in other news, it's straight up fall quickly. But I'm not gonna. It's sweatpants season. I guess I'm about to say I'm not gonna Get complain because it is sweatpants season. It's gray sweatpants season. It's still it's 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 also ladies. It's still is hoodie season. Go go no, check that closet. Go check that closet for those for those team hoodies for the for that uh for those college songs from his school of choice to get but make sure you get the big ones that are kind of worn in not the brand new ones you want to get the ones that he's had for a couple of years because they're really soft right and they they're, they're worn in just the they right way and they them. have their scents in them and don't don't worry about if he tells you to, to buy your own no it's not the same just take it see this is the thing they act like they're not gonna let you take it but if you have it on just leave with it on they're not gonna do nothing just don't ever bring it back to his house just don't ever bring it back to his house we let you take it if you have that wop but fellas uh it's uh, Uh, it's also still pajama bottom season don't overlook the pajama bottoms don't forget those uh fellas this is a great sweatpants in public answer the door and pajama bottoms is a hoop shorts (laughs) uh season (laughs) fellas fellas this is our time. <laughs> Fellas, listen to your boy. <laughs> hey, fam. Put a little ch- ch- on and just answer the door, fam. It just, like Marcus Graham keeps the Prosecco in the refrigerator. And this is going to work out in your favor, okay? And when I say fellas, that don't mean, hey, whoever you love, 
It's gonna work you know out what? in your favor. Just, hey. And on that note, we do wish you all a prosperous week. We'll see you again next week. We thank you as always for listening. You could be listening to or watching anybody or anything right now. You are with us. We do not take it for granted. And um, yeah, vote. put your voting plan together. Do not give Sean King your money. And we will see you next week. Oh, 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 oh